My first impression was that Loris is poor goalkeeping. He's got to save it, he's got to get down the difficult ones when they're right under your body. But save it with your feet, save it with your hands, do something. You cannot let that go in your near post. But for Chelsea, absolutely magnificent and for him. Hello and welcome to There's Only One Tottenham Podcast. I introduced it right this week. Last week I called it the Only One Spurs Podcast, so I apologise for that. Anyway, uh, before we get started, I'd like to thank at DTB Designs on Instagram for making us a new channel art. If you want to see that, go look at our YouTube channel whilst you're there. Like and subscribe. Um, I'll leave DTB's designs, uh, I'll leave his link in the description. Uh, Also, if you're listening on YouTube or iTunes, just to let you know, you can listen on YouTube and iTunes. Um, either way, just search There's Only One Tottenham Podcast, and don't forget to leave us a like or a review. Anyway, enough of that, we'll introduce our guests now. So, I'd like to welcome back Matt, who's our returning Spurs fan. Hello. Hello. And also the owner of at top corner underscore news, it's Harry. Hello. Hello. Harry is a Stoke fan, so uh, Stoke beat Arsenal, which is always nice. Good news. Yeah, good news. Don't mind that. Yeah, I mean, so... We've got a connection, you know. You're not a Tottenham fan, but you're you're basically a Tottenham fan. <laughs> basically not. You helped us out. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> all good. Anyway, so what you heard at the start of the show, uh, start of the show, was Chelsea beating Tottenham two one at Wembley. Um, a slightly more depressing show this week. Uh, but Matt, what did you think of the game? Well, obviously, not the best considering we lost. Yeah. But I think for the majority of the game. We had more of the ball. We were creating more chances. It just really wasn't ours to be won. Yeah, it just. I saw I saw Moussa Sissoko dominating the pitch for most of the time, which was he's one of my favourite players, so I enjoyed that. But apart from that, we really had nothing to do with the game. Moussa Sissoko. Sissoko. You said Moussa Sissoko. <laughs> oh, he gave the ball away, didn't he? I meant Dembele. <laughs> yeah. That's I was going to say he's <laughs> um, yeah, Musa oh. Dembele was the best player in the pitch, I think. Um, I went Disclaimer, I hate Musa so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I went to Wembley, and it was an odd one. The atmosphere, it wasn't great, to be honest. It was decent, it was the best atmosphere I've had at Wembley. But Spurs were playing fake drum noises to try and boost the atmosphere, which was weird. Oh, that's desperation. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why they, were, they stopped after the uh, after the first half because it just wasn't working. Everyone's a bit weirded out by it. <laughs> they were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, like, why are you saying fake drum? It's just show. Yeah, it's, just it's a lost cause as well when you're losing. You yeah, You kind of want to stay quiet. <laughs> yeah, everyone's pissed off and they're just playing. Duh, 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 duh. Tottenham. It's like no one cares. <laughs> they started off. It also felt like a friendly. I felt at the start. It was just, you know, sitting down at Wembley, not even full. It just felt. It didn't feel like a football game. It was just a weird atmosphere. But, um, Harry, you're an outsider. Uh, yep. What did you think of the result? Is it the end of the world for Spurs, or <clears throat> does it really matter? Well, I watched the second half, and I thought your main problem was uh, the midfield. I felt like David Luiz kept breaking you down and bringing yeah. the ball into his attacking for, uh, players. Um, I thought your only option, really, was balls over the top, over their defence from, like, Aldewild and Vertonghen. Yeah. Apart from that, I couldn't see you really getting past them. But I thought you were very unlucky with the result. You probably... I think you deserved a draw, if not the win. But mm. I still think you'll contend for the title. I really, I really hope so. 
<laughs> Especially when we got that equaliser late on in, in the uh, into the late minutes, and then I thought we were going to do it, or at least a draw. But then, of course, they went up the other Good end. old Moose Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the one thing. The things I um, one of the things I'd say about Chelsea is they were very defensive. It did. They were, yeah. Although mm. they won the game, it didn't look they wanted. It didn't look like they wanted to win the game. They um, yeah. having David Louise in midfield along with their new signing. I can't remember what his name is from Monaco. Do you, do you know? Do you know what it is? Bakayoko. Bakayoko. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't both... think he should have been the pitch by half time. He just kept <laughs> fouling and fouling. Yeah, that was another thing. They were very. They kept on fouling, but it was just so defensive, and they knew what they were doing. I think Conte knew he needed a result, and he didn't want to risk anything. So they just sat back and let Spurs come onto them. And when they needed a goal, they went up the end and scored it. Um, it was lucky. Alonso's goal, the free kick, was a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I want to say lucky, but. It's just giving... Well, no. <laughs> no, you can't take that away from him. That's just pure technique. That's yeah, say the second goal was just it lucky. It was fantastic, but I don't mm. think we should be giving away free kicks on the edge of the box. No, that was Delhi, wasn't it? Yeah, he um, yeah, unnecessary foul on David Louise, and literally, as I was watching, I I went to Wembley to watch uh, the FA Cup semi-final where Willian scored the free kick early on. Yeah, I I same saw that as well. I I was like, it's gonna happen again. Yeah, exactly. I just knew I was ah. Uh, I literally, I whispered, please, and it went in, and I was, oh, <laughs> you could just tell it was going to happen, and that's, I feel like that's how the whole game went, you just, you could just tell it wasn't going to be our day. Mm, yeah. And one of the things... No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, one of the things I was um, also thinking is the substitute bench was lacking, it just, you know, um, they're drawing, they were drawing, uh, I can't remember when they brought on, at some point they brought on Pedro, which is a fantastic substitute, can really change the game. We brought yep. on Son, which is, you know, good. But then who do we have? We have Sissoko and Sissoko and Janssen, and they're not going to change the game. No. I think that's your main problem. Aside from your starting 11 and maybe another two plays, you really don't have many options. Yeah, it's, mm. it just keeps on coming back. We need depth. Know, 100%. And they're leaving yeah. it late in the window uh, to make transfers. But, you know, the season's already started and we've already lost a game. Like... The transfers, although we'll still need them, they're just coming a little bit too late. I would have loved yeah. to have seen Sanchez play to justify the yeah. money we spent for him. Yeah, I'm not sure when we'll see him. He's, when they signed, mm. when they announced his signing, they still needed the medical and work permit to go through. Yeah. So it could be a little while until we actually see him. But yes, I do feel like Spurs were unlucky at Wembley. And um, I just, do you think there's actually a Wembley curse? Well, I think like last year when West Ham moved into their new stadium, it's quite a big, almost a big ask for them because they've got to, they've got to perform like they had done before. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on you. So I well, think that's probably an aspect of it. Yeah, I think it's also it's a bit unlucky because West Ham just had one season. You know, they went from their old stadium to their brand new stadium. Spurs have their old stadium, Wembley, and then their new stadium. Mm. So this year and next year, we'll be learning how to play in a new stadium. And yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if it will cost. Do you think it will cost Spurs in the long term? You know, it came at such a bad time. We were just getting good, challenging for the league. Could this? I. Know... I don't think we should be able to put it down to stuff like that. Because I. I looked at the lineups yesterday, saw a weak Chelsea, and a very strong Tottenham, and we still didn't come out with the result. Yeah, it just. So putting it down to chance and stuff like that seems like almost <clears throat> trying to make an excuse for the players on the pitch. Yeah. Whereas I think they just need to step up to the plate 
and just get some wins. Do you think? Do you think there's? Um, do you think we suffer in big games? Because uh, last year we won all of our you know top six derbies at home pretty much, but that was at mm. unbeaten White Hart Lane. You know, away we really didn't perform well against the top six sides. We lost to Liverpool. We lost to United. Lost to Chelsea. No, we like to rack up the points against the smaller teams and. Once we get to challenge the top teams, it seems like we crumble. Yeah, exactly. And it's just that big game mentality that we're lacking. Mm. Harry, do you think there's any way we could fix that? Or is that just a problem we're always going to have at Spurs? Well, I always think teams are obviously always uh, weaker going away. So yeah. that's prob- that's obviously the main reason. But <clears throat> I can't... like Beating all the smaller teams aside just from uh, the top six, I still think it's good. Yeah, of course. But it's not going to win you the league. Well, it could, it could win you the league. <laughs> but um, it just, you know, it just feels like when all the pressure's on, they just don't do anything. When they're in the Champions League, when they're fighting for the title, it, it seems to be lacking something. And yeah, I know what you mean. By no means do I do, do I think that means you know Spurs are never going to win the league or whatever, and it's all over for us and we're a bad team again. But it's just a bit frustrating when you know that we've got the potential and we just seem to choke at the last hurdle. Mm. Matt, do you think one of one of the things I was thinking is uh, Chelsea? They lost to Burnley at home. If we beat Burnley at home next week, you know, it's not really yeah. that big a deal. Because no, of course you want to win the big games, but if you win, if you lose the little games, that that affects you more, I, I think. Well, we have to win next week, otherwise we're in big trouble. Yeah, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. I think that just shows that. We can't say stuff like, oh, we can't beat the big teams because then we'd beat, we'd lose against a big team and a small team. It would just show that it's not our season. Yeah, 100%. And also, if we lose another game at Wembley, I'm already sick of the media talking about the Wembley curse, you know. If yeah. we lose another game at Wembley, it's just going to be unbearable. We're just going to be told that we'll never win a game there, you know. <laughs> it's going to get embarrassing. 100%. Because <laughs> if you look at our record, the teams that we've been playing at Wembley recently in the past few years have been hard teams. They've been, uh, you know, Bayer Leverkusen, Champions League side. Monaco went really far in the Champions League, won the French League. Played Chelsea, Champions of England, you know. We haven't played an easy side, uh, quote-unquote easy side, at Wembley yet. And Burnley will probably be our first one. So it really, mm. it matters a lot that result. Harry, can you? I see think us... you'll build. Sorry. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, can you see us bouncing back against Burnley? I think you will be all right. Like you got to think, Chelsea last year they won the league and they were a very determined side to beat you again. Like that's that has to be um, the hardest fixture to play at home. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are gonna. There's no doubt you are gonna pick up points against other teams. You're not gonna go on a bad streak. No. I think it like it was very unlucky. Yeah, it, this feels very negative, but you know, I feel like um, there definitely needs to be something fixed in in the team at the moment. Mm. Um, I didn't see much determination from us, to be honest. I've seen Spurs go at them. It seemed like where we'd normally be closing down and calming the, the game down for ourselves, Chelsea almost played like that, and then we didn't know what, how to counter it. Yeah. So, like like Harry said, there was the um, the long balls over the top that just weren't working because the the two centre backs were both six foot three at least. Yeah. And Harry Kane just kept getting out muscled, and it just wasn't our game. No, and that, the Christian uh, Christiansen, I think his name is, the centre back they brought in for Cahill. 
He was fantastic. Mm. He was very... Yeah, good. I know. I was so happy when he was in the starting lineup. I was like, yes, a weakened squad member. He was he was mental. He was so good for them. Um, I don't think he put one foot wrong the whole game. And it's that kind of squad no. that I'd like to see at Tottenham. Hopefully we've got that with Sanchez. Yeah. But, Hopefully. <laughs> so we played Burnley on Sunday, as we've said. Uh, Matt, are you... What would you do if you were Poch? Would you change the formation? Would you change the starting eleven? What would you do? Yeah, I I would change the formation. I I don't think that three at the back works. You no. saw us picking up a win against Newcastle with a um. Was it four four at the back? Yeah, four at the back. The Tonga and Davis and uh, Kyle. Walker. And also they were they were playing Davis and Trippier as yeah. left mids and right mids. Yeah. Whereas we have left mids and right mids that could probably do the job better. Yeah. It seemed uh, Davis and Trippier both played really well, but I think do a four at the back, take Dyer off, Wanyama and Dembele in the midfield, Ali, Eriksson and Kane up top. Yeah. And uh, with that extra attacking mid, hopefully, in a week's time, Son will be almost a hundred percent and can play a full ninety minutes. Because yeah. I couldn't stand seeing Sissoko in the team again. <laughs> no. I think one of the things about Wembley is, watching it yesterday, uh, there's just so much space on the pitch. Like, yeah. if um, if the play goes to the left-hand side of the pitch and goes towards Davis, Trippier is in like nearly 10 metres worth of space around him. He's got so much space. If we could just quickly mm. move the ball from one side of the pitch to the other, we could really create teams' problems. So, I don't know, do you think it's worth trying to change the ethos, you know, because Spurs are known for that, um, you know, quick quick press, um, getting teams off guard, uh, pressing them from the front, getting the ball early and going for the attack. Do you think it's worth changing the ethos, sitting back, playing it around and just quickly changing the wings and putting it into the box? Harry, do you think it's no. worth trying to change what the team do for one year? Um... Well, I believe last year you played a lot through the middle, like from Ericsson to Ali to Kane or whatever, linking up through yeah. through balls. I think your problem at the weekend, you didn't play wide enough. No, exactly. I I just think you uh, Chelsea was so compact in the middle, they were just breaking you down continuously. So if you're finding that a problem, I believe that you should play through the middle. But against other teams like Burnley, I don't, I don't think you're going to have the problem with uh, playing through the middle. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so far, all we have is Chelsea to go off at Wembley, which is quite high standards. And I don't think we've performed badly. It was just frustrating. Mm. Frustrating. It was unfortunate. What, what do you think, Ollie? Would you change anything? Um, I don't know. It is a hard one. If Sanchez is fit and willing to play, I reckon three at the back would work well and drop Dyer. Mm. But... If we don't have him, I really don't think it's worth losing an attacking player for another defender because we didn't really look that creative uh, on, on mm. Sunday. So, yeah, I'd probably drop Dyer and bring in Son and keep the, the same team and play for it. Yeah, back. I think that would be. I would think that would work best. And if not, um, if Son's not back, we could always um, play Dyer, Wanyama, and Dembele and put Dembele further forward. Yeah, I haven't really seen him do that. I think. I think his best position... Not as a cam, but almost a centre mid, whereas they're the holding yeah. midfielders. 
I think one of his best assets, though, is picking it up from the back and driving it forwards. Yeah, um, he's good with the ball. He is. So I'm not. He's he had a, he has a decent shot on him because he took that. He had quite a good shot against Chelsea. I don't know if any of you saw it. Yeah. But he doesn't. He only scored once last season, I think. So he hasn't really got that attacking outlet. But I can see what you're saying, definitely. Mm. But how Matt? How do you think Spurs will perform against Burnley at home? Do you think it'll be a good performance, or do you think they'll scrape a win? Well, I think getting beaten at home has done us a favour because we would have learned some lessons from that game. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, I, I think we'll we'll come out and we'll win the game, but I don't think it will necessarily be easier. We'll just have to play better than we did against Chelsea. Yeah. Because we we didn't have a good performance. It was it was fairly easy for a weakened Chelsea side to um to beat us. Pick us off. So, yeah. So I think, hopefully, we can. But I think, I don't think any of the uh, the Wembley effect has worn off yet. If anything, that's not their confidence. Yeah. Hopefully, they can just get that one win, and then they'll just be back to normal and shrug off that that curse. But. I think Burnley is is the first it's their first chance to show that they can they can play at Wembley and they can do well. They just use the space, use the width. I think they can actually do it. And especially um, Burnley had a great start to the season, beating the champions Chelsea at Chelsea. Mm. But um, the last game they lost to West Brom at home. Like they're really you know <laughs> we should be able to beat Burnley. We sh- we should. And looking forward to it. I am very nervous about it. Harry, do you th- how do you think we'll perform against Burnley? Do you think it'll be easy game, hard game? What do you think? Um, I think if you have that determination that you showed last season, like you're always hungry for the win, I think you're going to show that against Burnley. Yeah. But I think the crucial thing for you is not to make the same mistake Chelsea did and uh, underestimate them. Yeah. I think that's what happened with Chelsea because they sort of just sat back and thought, oh yeah, come on, show us what you got. But... I think you'll do very well against them. I could see it being a massacre, if I'm honest. Really, I, I really hope so. One of the benefits, I think, well, not really benefits, one of the things coming out of the Chelsea game is all the Spurs players on social media, Harry Kane included, they all put how, you know, it was a frustrating game, but they're going to bounce back. And I hope they have that mentality that, you know, you lose some, you win some, but next week... It's good to win. show. It's good to see. Mm. Yeah. But then I don't know if it's just one of those things that, as a footballer, when you lose, you have to say that you're going to bounce back next week. You know, it's just one of those, one of those things they put on social media. But before we move on from the Burnley game, I'd just like to get your guys' predictions. Uh, Matt, what score do you predict, and who do you think is going to score? Uh, I'll let Harry go first for this one, actually. Oh, uh, I'm going to say, oh, I'm go three nil. Oh, a clean sheet as well. Yeah, three nil. Uh, Deli Alley with one. Yeah. Ericsson with one and Harry Kane with one. Oh, breaking the August. Uh, he's going to score in August, you think? Yeah. <laughs> Yet to do so. He's hit the post twice <laughs> this month. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you think? Right. Um, this is tough because I want to be ambitious, but I want to be realistic. Yeah. You don't want to look like an idiot when you predict six. <laughs> The <laughs> uh, same score I went for against Chelsea. I'm going to say 2-1 to us. 2-1 Spurs, good. 
hopefully we'll have the determination to grind out a win. And I'm saying goals from Ericsson and Son. Yeah. And a goal for Vokes from Burnley. Yeah, I was going to say Vokes as well. Um, yeah, I'll probably say... I'd probably say 3-1. I think we're going to concede. Um, I don't. Th- I think it'll be a hard start to the game, but we'll finish off strong, hopefully. Uh, probably Ali, Ericsson, and I'll say Kane as well, because, you know, he's got to score at some point, surely. <laughs> <laughs> so, next in the running order, uh, let's try and be more positive, hopefully, look forward. I'd like to yeah, sorry for the downer, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to talk about our, our first actual signing of the summer window. We've actually bought an actual player, Davison Sanchez. A real one. From Ajax. <laughs> Harry, you run Top Corner underscore news uh, on Instagram. You talk about a lot of transfer transfer news, transfer speculations. What do you think about yep. Davison Sanchez? Uh, I think he's obviously highly rated by the fans over in Holland and by his teammates at Ajax. Yeah. I think he's, he looks a quality player from like what I've seen. I saw him play, he played in the uh, Europa League final, I think. Yeah, he played very well in that. I believe. Yeah, he sounded amazing. Um, <clears throat> he looks very dominant yeah, and yeah. good in the yeah. And I feel that sort of almost what you've been missing in, uh, like that sort of fear factor at the back again. Yeah, big, strong centre back, and gives you something going forward from a corner, which also we're lacking. And he's yeah, he's fast as well. So yeah, insane. If you look on YouTube, there's so many videos of the striker one on one, and Sanchez just sprints and comes out of nowhere and tackles him. It's in, it's very, very insane. <laughs> Yeah, very promising player. Let's hope so. And also, he's so young that Pochettino can mould him into whatever kind of centre-back kind of person he wants, like how he wants him to play. Mm. Um, 21 yeah. years old, isn't he? 21, yeah, exactly. He's, he was a club record signing for a deal worth £42 million. Do you think I think it may oh. take him some time to adapt, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, the recent transfers at Spurs, they either are crap and never adapt to the Premier League or never adapt to Tottenham or they're amazing and adapt straight away that's literally yeah. our signings are either amazing or crap there's no in between so hopefully hopefully he joins <laughs> straight away because I think as we spoke about last week I think the Dutch League is quite a physical one yeah and he did perform well against Man United in the Europa League final so he can probably he probably he can do it against English teams let's just hope he brings it to Spurs so he had 32 appearances at Ajax and he scored six goals. Wow! So that's actually it's pretty decent for a, for a stro- uh, for a centre. It is. And he signed a six-year deal, so it's obviously going to stay for wow. the long run. Matt, Vertonghen's turning 30. He's turned 30 this year. Do you think mm. it's a replacement for Vertonghen? Do you think there's been talk about Alderweireld going to Chelsea this this uh, this week? Um, or do you think his place? I haven't heard that. <laughs> Apparently Chelsea have offered him 150k a week, and Spurs, oh, bad news. And Spurs are saying 110, and he wants more. So, what do you think Sanchez's role is in the club? Do you think he's a replacement? Do you think he's a first-team player? What do you think he'll do? I think he. What I've heard of him, he did, he sounds good enough to be a first-team player. Yeah. But I think if Alderweireld's um, mentality still stays good, and he doesn't follow the path of Carl Walker, and almost end up hating the club how the manager reacts to his needs I hope that he'll be able to get straight into the first team 
but at the same time, I wouldn't want to see Vertonghen or Alderweireld pushed out. No. Because I, I, I believe that they're, they're so good for us, like holding the best defensive record last year, I think was vital key part of the, the team was them. Yeah. But I think the three at the back that you've described could could be promising. With I could see him playing the middle role of that with a Alderweireld and on the right and Vertonghen on the left. Yeah, hundred percent. They both have a uh, strong passing feet, so I think, like Harry said, he could be almost the the fear factor that we've been missing ever since Ledley King left. Yeah, let's hope he is the next Ledley. Mm. As you said, I I do I think he will replace Dyer. And play three at the back. I, I think that's Just what hope. he's going to be doing. Um, but for that money, you'd hope he gets into the team. Yeah, I hope, especially you know, club record signing. One of the things are poisonous to you, Harry. Spurs have spent forty-two million pounds on a centre back, and they still haven't got a backup striker that's good for the game. Do you yeah. think? Uh, what do you think? Do you think they're giving Janssen too much time? Do you think they just need to sell him and get a new striker? What do you think they should do about um, about Tate and having Janssen to back him up? Um, I almost feel a bit sorry for Janssen. Like, I've seen highlights of him playing uh, Holland. And I always thought he looked quite good. Yeah, he did. He looked like, I'd never heard of him before he came to Tottenham. But like looking him up and seeing how he played, he does look a good player. I almost feel like he deserves to be given more of a chance, but like with a club like you, you can't be taking that. No. Like you need someone to make an instant impact. You can't afford like if you want to win the league, you need someone that's going to make that impact. Exactly. You can't be messing about with someone that's going to be just you know scoring penalties. I know he's still scoring goals if he does that, but mm. he needs to be making an impact. In like uh, previous years, we used to be able to play young players in the Europa League. That's where Kane came through. But now we're in the Champions yeah. League. You know, you just all we have is the League Cup really and the FA Cup to play weakened players. And it really playing playing Janssen against Wickham at home does not show you how good he is. You know. No, especially how much we struggled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you see us spending forty two million pounds on a centre back who's twenty one. We obviously have the money. We obviously can spend money. So why aren't we spending it on play you know, like um Dembele from Celtic. He, uh, the young yeah. striker there. I think he'd be fantastic for Spurs. Uh, I think we had the chance to sign him from Fulham, uh, but Fulham demanded him to be loaned back uh, until the end of the season, and Spurs didn't want to do that. So I, I feel like with Janssen, though, he was sort of a panic buy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't think they took their time evaluating their options, but I feel like Sanchez, he's an investment. Like He's going to do well for you. Yeah. What's Janssen, like 29, 28? I don't think he's that old. I think... Um, I'll just give 25 or 7, isn't he? He is... I'll just find if you know I can't actually spell on Google. <laughs> he is no. 23 years old. He's actually really young. Jesus, I thought he was near 30. <laughs> um, Clearly he needs to uh, come into form, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But again, do you think a loan is the right option for him, maybe? If you can get him scoring goals, then I think that's the good thing to do. These days, I don't see many players come back from loans. That's the problem I see with them. Yeah. So if he did turn out good at like that certain club, I reckon we would sell him to that club for probably less than we bought him for. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think he cost around seventeen million pounds. So he wasn't 
You know, he wasn't cheap. He wasn't cheap. <laughs> no. Especially with, um, I don't know if you saw, but Josh Onoma went out on loan. He's, mm, gone to, yeah. he's gone to Aston Villa. And he also signed... Yeah, I like the look of him. He looks really good and he's been playing very well for Villa. So maybe Pochettino well, has changed his stance on 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 uh, loans and is now actually using them. Well, you'd hope so. Let's hope. There's <laughs> a lot of hoping going on in this. So <laughs> yeah. Need to be more ambitious. We get one loss and we're already, I uh, think we've lost the league. <laughs> yeah, I know. It all is a bit dark and gloomy, especially on social media with Spurs fans. But I still think we could turn it around. But transfer-wise, who do you think is next for Spurs to sign, Matt? Who do you think we need? A specific player or a position? Maybe a position. I can give you both, but I'll have to think about it. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, a position and player, that would be good. As we've said, um, the striker role really needs improving. Yeah. I uh, I heard we were going for Cater Baldi from Lazio, yeah. I believe. He's quite young. He's a, he's a striker. He scored, I think, around 15 goals for Lazio last season. Yeah. Uh, I think what Ka- uh, what Kane lacks, he has. I've been looking up videos and stuff. He's um he's very fast, nimble, whereas Kane's more tactical and uh, strong. Yes, that's the word. Uh, I think they'd they'd be. I've I always thought Kane needs someone to almost bounce off of, yeah. as like in, in a two strike partnership. So to be completely different for traits, I reckon. I reckon he'd be good, but I'm not sure if it will happen because I've ha- I haven't heard any like advancements on it. No, and it's also again it's another young player from an unproven well not really unproven. Well, it's Italian league is yeah. a proven league. <laughs> but you know, it's not the same as the Premier League. He's young. He hasn't no. done it on a big stage yet. Do you think it's worth splashing the cash on him, or could he just be? Well, you s- you say um, you say he's young. But then, at the same time, with players who who might be 28, 29, would we be getting enough use out of them? Yeah, is what I always think. So I think you've got to you've got to take a take a punch with players like that because um, you, you never know. He might be brilliant in the Premier League and just adjust to how how football's played it here, or he could just be another Janssen. Yeah, I think you do. You just have to take that risk now, don't you? Look yeah. at his team of the season card on FIFA. He looks pretty good. Ninety nine pace. It's <laughs> the best way to find out a player's good. <laughs> exactly. Um, today in the news, uh, we're, uh, we're recording this on Monday, by the way. Uh, there's been advancements on the Ross Barkley situation about us trying to sign him, and the Telegraph has reported that we are preparing a twenty million pound bid for Ross Barkley. So what it looks like is that Spurs are Everton want to sell him. They've signed Sigerson for fifty million ish. Um, they need to get rid of Barkley to try and repay it. They don't want him at the club anymore. He's not going to play. So they're trying oh. to get rid of him. And Spurs know that. So they're just leaving it till deadline day to try and get a bargain. No, yeah, that's smart. Uh, my main issue with Barkley was the price. So if we can if we can take it down to something like 20 million, I'd be, I'd be on board for that to be a signing. Yeah, but then Chelsea um, apparently are also interested. And they could, if someone just offers 35 million, he's gone. Instantly, mm, it's quite yeah. a risky game to play. Harry, what do you think about Daniel Levy's kind of transfer stance and leaving it all late to try and get some deals? Do you think it's worth it, or do you think it's just petty? Uh, I think it's not a very good idea to be honest, because you're not getting 
you never know they couldn't be fit like obviously Ross Barkley's going to have a good pre-season with Everton yeah. but players like Davidson Sanchez from uh, abroad like you never know if the standards is going to be higher than you need yeah 100% mm. But I think the issue with Ross Barkley is like, where are you going to play him? What are you going to do with Ali? What are you going to do with Ericsson? And like, where are you going to put him? I think his his main role would just be back up off the bench. Yeah, is he is he going to want that? Like from playing every week at Everton? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's another big name to try and uh, coach with Pochettino. You know, try and keep them keep their feet on the ground. Yeah. Especially when he's experienced first team football. Yeah, I I don't think we need. To improve our starting eleven, I think we need to improve our bench. Yeah. So, although we do need to get class players, I wouldn't want to sign someone who's instantly unhappy with being a rotation player. Yeah. Because. I'd love to see Burke the club. And mm. I think twenty million is a good price, but it is just frustrating from Levy watching him leave it to the last minute. Mm. And uh, it's just, especially when you know. You've had so long to try and sign them. All the players that we sign have missed pre-season. They've missed a chance to bond with the team, you know, meet your friends, meet, you know, meet the coaching staff. It's just... Yeah, it's a, it's a strange tactic that yeah, I've never Poch- seen it Pochettino's before. had in this window. Because, if anything, he's he's given the chance for clubs to see Spurs as a desperate team. And when they inquire for a player, they know that they can push the price up because yeah. they need players. Exactly. If he was to make a signing in the first week, like we saw, we saw Chicharito go to West Ham for what was it, sixteen million? Yeah, an absolute bargain. If if we were if we were to sign him, that would have been brilliant. If he was to go to West Ham, he definitely would have come to Spurs. So I don't know why Pochettino wasn't looking out for proven players. Yeah. Because he he's done it in the Prem as well, so you know, you know he's going to do well for West Ham. The only thing is his age. I think he's twenty eight years old, twenty nine actually. Mm. And he cost twenty million pounds. So again, it's just that thing of spend little, buy old, or spend a lot and buy young. Depends how long his class stays. Because if he if he still plays at the level he is for another four years, then that is a brilliant signing. Yeah, it goes back to um, we should have never sold Jermaine Defoe. We sold him years ago yeah. to Toronto, and he then came. Yeah, back he to the still Premier plays League. well. Yeah, and he came back to Premier League and scored loads of goals for Sunderland. I can imagine him and Kane being quite the partnership exactly. as well. Exactly. Would, they would have been so good together. <laughs> we had a proven striker and we sold him. But it went negative again, that, didn't it? <laughs> we were getting positive. We went back down a scale of... Uh, we went down yeah. negatively slide. But um, to finish off the show, we'll do linis- uh, listener questions. If you ever have a question that you'd like to ask and be featured on the show, then please DM me on my Instagram. My Instagram is at Tottenham.fanpage. I'll leave that in the description if you want to know it. Uh, but yes, just DM me your questions. So this week we have a question from THFC underscore news underscore transfers one. There you go, got your shout out. Um, right. <laughs> he asks, uh, if you could sell one first team player, who would it be? Uh, Matt, I'll pose that to Ooh. you first. Who would you sell? First team player. First team player. Yeah, so no Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, oh wow, that's a that is a difficult question. It is, isn't it? I mean, uh, I I think I'd go for Alderweireld. Really? He's shown he wants to leave the club. 
Yeah. I reckon we could get a large sum of money for him. And if Davinson Sanchez is as good as he's been promised to be, I reckon he could fill the spot. Yeah, that's a good point. Now Sanchez is there. We, I mean... But that would completely ruin the point of deafening the squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think a player's never going to play as well as they have if they have the intention to leave the club. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the same with Payet months ago. Like he, he, he uh, mentioned that he'd like to leave the club, and ever since he just never seemed to try as hard for West Ham. So, if Sanchez is as good as he's promised, then Alderweireld might need to go. But it's the first I've heard of him wanting to leave. So, yeah, hopefully I might be incorrect. Just, hopefully, it's just rumours. But if you're going along the route of a player who doesn't really want to be there anymore, I'd probably sell Danny Rose. Um, mm. he went to the Sun did that interview we spoke about it last week um, he made it in clear that he'd quite like to leave and he don't. He doesn't think Spurs are good enough so sell him get another 50 million and hopefully replace him well but Harry who would you who would you sell? Uh, I'd flip what Matt said and go for Vertonghen oh, all defensive all right. players why would you choose him? Uh, I'd say him because apart from last season when he's had a good uh, like a good run of games. I always thought he had a mistake in him. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought Alder Weirald looks really solid. Like, you always know you're going to get it from him. But with Vertonghen, he always looks... I can't help but just seeing a dodgy pass back. Yeah, hopefully, Sanchez will, uh, you know, provide a little bit of competition for Vertonghen, so hopefully he'll step up his game. Because I do think he was brilliant last season, but as you say, he did have a mistake in him. Yeah. This person also has another question. I'm not going to read out your name again because it had two underscores. Uh, he asks, <laughs> do you think Nkudu and Kyle Walker-Peters should start more? Uh, Matt, I'll give that one to you first. Nkudu and okay. Walker-Peters? Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, yes. Nkudu, no. No. Why would you not start Nkudu? I've seen him play, and I think, one Premier League game. He he lacked judgment on the ball. Yeah. He seemed to always want to give it off to someone like Ericsson or Dembele, who had ideas, he, I've, I remember when we signed him, he was uh, promised to be the French Messi, I think it was. <laughs> so I'm yet to see that. But, oh, God. <laughs> but uh, Carl Walker-Peters has had one game in the Premier League and he got man of the match. So yeah. I think definitely he, he needs to start more. Yeah. Including... With a bit of guidance from Poch especially, like I reckon he's going to turn into a really good player. Exactly. I think... Walker Peters, he should definitely start all the FA Cup games and League Cup games. Maybe chuck him in for one or, uh, one or two Champions League substitute appearances or something. Um, just so he gets a taste of first team football, like Harry Winks did last last year. And Nkudu, as you said, I just don't think he's good enough. He's never proven it. Um, sell him and get someone better, I think. But Harry, what yeah. do you think? Have you seen much of Nkudu? You don't, you know. Um, I agree with what you say with Walker Peters. I think he looks a class player. Yeah. Like. He looks amazing. Like everyone was uh, slating him and saying he's going to get absolutely done against Newcastle, but mm. he showed what he can do. Yeah, he held his own. Uh, I've never seen Kudu play, so I can't really say much on no. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. He just hasn't. He hasn't proven to Pochettino that he deserves to uh, start. You know. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting. And this person has one final question, and that is, where do you think Spurs will finish in the FA Cup? I could see us going FA out Cup. early. Wow. I think I could see us going out early this year. Um, yeah. 
you know, what, I last year what to an upset or just we draw a Premier League team? Yeah, well, anything, I, I feel like we could easily throw away both. Um, you know, last year was a bit of a fluke, really. Like, obviously, it wasn't a mm. fluke. We played, we played well, but normally, you know, we'd we'd get a Premier League side. I think the first Premier League side we got in the FA Cup last year was Chelsea, and we lost to them at Wembley. You know, yeah, it's a bit lucky to get a Premier League side at the uh, FA Cup semi-final. And normally we play a weakened side and we lose when we play a Premier League side. So I think we'll just go back to that now, really. Unless we get another lucky <laughs> draw. I don't think we're going to do that well in the FA Cup. Go out. I, th- I think we'll... Uh, round 16. Yeah. That's the thing. You always go through a few rounds, but... It's never yeah. really anything to make an impact. Harry? I'd, I'd agree with that. Harry, thoughts? Uh, I think it depends what your priorities are. Like, if you want to win the Prem, I think you could go out early. Yeah. Like you always see teams that go on to win the Prem, like Chelsea. Their main focus is to do that. Like yeah. with Man United, they wanted to win the Europa League, so they didn't focus too much, as much on the PL, I'd say. Uh, but obviously, if you want to win the FA Cup, I think you could win it. You have that mentality and you have that fire within the team. Exactly, and if maybe if we win one cup, if we win a League Cup, if we win an FA Cup, or whatever. This, this, the team will get that like taste of winning and just carry, and just carry on winning. Yeah, you know, your star players are all quite young, like Harry Kane, Deli Ali. They've never had that experience of um, like the glory of winning something and the achievement after yeah. a long run. Maybe for a season like this, we should prioritise cup competitions, try and win something, and go back to trying to win the league next year. But I don't know; it's all speculation, really. Anyway. I think that uh, will end the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Tottenham.fanpage. Harry, if they'd like to follow you on Instagram, I think I've mentioned it a few times, but what's your Instagram and what kind of things do you do? Uh, I do at Top Corner News, and I do uh, transfer news and speculation and some stuff about all the leagues around the world. Fantastic. I think it lagged out a bit there, but your Instagram is at Top Corner underscore news. Uh, Matt, also, do you want to promote yourself? What's your Instagram? Oh... I've had the chance finally. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you want to follow me, because I'm the uh, I'm the charismatic one on this podcast, you can go to uh, at Matt underscore Cashford. That is at Matt underscore Cashford, no capitals, uh, and you'll see some pictures of me. So enjoy that. If you want to follow him, please do that. Remember, if you want to get in your questions and if you want to be featured on next week's show, just DM them to me on Instagram. I've mentioned it before. You can see in the description. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please do review us. It really means a lot. Um, it really helps us as well. And if you're listening on YouTube, then please like and subscribe. And hopefully, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, and see you soon. Bye. Bye.